Hey, what a bloody good show we have for you today, we do. Hey, it's me, Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Oh, my goodness. Good to have you here. Thanks for joining. Uh, cool show today. Um, more of my interview with Andy Dick coming up later in the show. Uh, as promised, over the uh, next couple of weeks, we are going to uh, be talking with Andy, peeling back the layers with uh, Andrew Dick. We're going to be talking about poetry. I uh, laid down some poems on some of the podcasts. Going to get some of your feedback on that. Um, do you have a hairy girlfriend, guys? Huh? Well, um, I'm going to get into that. Yeah, let's get into the hair. Um, and, uh, you know, let's talk about romance. We're talking about poetry. We're talking about girls. It's summer. It's warm. Let's get into the whole world of romance. Have you ever had a summer fling, a summer romance? Do you remember the vibe? Do you remember the energy? We're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Bring back some memories. All that and so much more. Some of your phone calls. Just a big buffet of wonderfulness. Right here today on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Yo, 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 it's Harlan Williams here with me here on the Harland Highway, speeding along through life at the speed of a Chevy Nova. Okay, well, at least we're getting there, right? I've got a hairy girlfriend. Yeah, I just blurted it out. I've got a hairy girlfriend, and she wanted to go get a Brazilian the other day. It's like, I want to go get a Brazilian. And I'm like, whoa, 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 baby. Okay, I ain't never been to Brazil. I'm a homeboy, okay? So we settled and found some middle ground, and she got a mullet. I also carved some sideburns into her butt cheeks. I guess what's weird is now when we're doing the old, boy, Alex, you got... Uh, I look down, and uh, it looks like my buddy Larry looking back up at me and I was never much of a talker during the act of love making but uh, now that Larry's there I'm like hey dude did you see the hockey game last night and she's like what what'd you say I said no I'm... how's your truck man how's your new truck what what are you saying back there no, nothing nothing baby yeah it's a little weird that's the price you pay for having a hairy girlfriend Harland Williams oh, come on do we have to have this guy well, I don't like him. He gives me the creeps. Oh, God. Okay, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, to read some of his flowery, poetic, romantic summer letters. 
Are you, are we sure we want this guy? Ugh. Here he is, Samuel E. Quauk. Hello, Mr. Quauk. Hello. Are you going to... I'm going to read some romantic letters, if you don't mind. Thank you very much. Okay, can, let's do this. Let's get it over with. Yes, I'd like to get on with it, please. Okay, go ahead. Thank you very much. My dearest Cynthia, summer has wrapped its arms around us with a warm embrace. As I sit upon the hilltop in the heather and the grass, the wild flowers blowing all around me, I can see the old barn in the distance where we used to frolic and play. I'll never forget the time we romped in the golden hay inside that tall wooden barn. We tossed and we tussled little pieces of straw in your rich red hair. I'll never forget how you rolled off some of the bales from quite a height and landed unexpectedly on a pitchfork that was hidden there in the hay and it went through your ribcage. You screamed like a pig being slaughtered in the butcher shop. Nobody back at the farmhouse could differentiate. I remember the blood gurgling out of your ribcage, you grasping for breath, trying to stay alive. Excuse me! Excuse me. What the hell is that? Excuse me, I'm trying to read a summer romance letter. No, you're not. What was that bit about the blood gurgling out of her ribs? Do you mind? Well, I don't know. Can I please finish my letter? You're interrupting. Well, get it over with. Go ahead. God. Thank you. I'll never forget how I dragged you out of the barn using an old tire jack from one of the tractors. I had to pry it under your shoulder blades and snap your back forward so that I could get enough leverage to move you. I finally pulled you by your dislocated shoulders and laid you out in the pig pen. Your body covered in mud, eyes swarming with flies, like a little black Nairobi child starving in the heart of Africa. I won't forget how one of the pigs wandered up, curiously sniffing you and then starting to snap your ankles and eat them as if they were some kind of barnyard treat. You screamed in pain and st- Hey, what the hell? Excuse me. What the hell are you talking about? I'm trying to do a romantic reading, if you don't mind, please, sir. Dude, okay? A girl in the mud with flies in her eyes like a little Nairobi kid? What was it? If you were listening, you would have heard it. I did hear it. A pig comes out and starts chewing through her ankles? That's what happened to your mind. Roger, do it... Oh, hurry up and get this over with. Thank you very much. I'll never forget how I finally lifted you up on the back end of the tractor and got you back into the safety of the barn. I was driving through the barn and somehow an old hanging chain that was coming from the rafters above wrapped around your beautiful white neck. It swirled around, leaving little room for you to get away. It constricted you like a 
Burmese python and yanked you off the back of the tractor, your frail body swinging in the air like wind chimes on a magical summer night. Your eyes started to bulge from your head, rolling back in their sockets, blood burbling and gurbling from your precious little white mouth with your... Do you... That's enough! Do you mind? Yeah, I do mind. Get out of here. You're sick, dude. Please don't call me dude. My name is Samuel E. Quauk. I'll never forget how the pigs jumped at your rotten feet that had no ankle bones. Get out of here! I'm not finished. You're done. Out. I remember how the chain finally snapped under your weight and you landed on a salt lick. The salt burning your eyes. Get out! Up yours. Out! Oh, God. What is going on with that guy, man? Oh, Roger, where do you get these people? Uh, Speaking of summer romances, have you had one? How many of you have had a summer romance? Huh? A real summer romance? Where for some reason, wherever you were in time, wherever you happened to go, maybe you were at a camp, maybe you were on a road trip with your parents... Maybe you were sent away to your grandparents or you were sent to work on your uncle's farm or you are sent to a Boy Scout camp or on a fishing trip. And lo and behold, sitting at the campfire, there's this cute little girl, right? You're young, you're teenagers, or maybe you're older. I don't know. Maybe you're somewhere and you're in your 30s, your 40s. I guess a, a summer romance could happen at any time, right? But somehow you connect and there's that feeling of summer in the air and it's kind of magic and you're at a place and a time in life and you know you're not going to be there that long. And you connect. and You have that passion. And you're both hungry for each other and you're kissing and you're rolling. You're looking in each other's eyes. Oh, How many of you have had a wonderful summer romance? I tend to think a lot of those happen. I guess when I started out, I I immediately went to when you were young, like your teenager or even, even younger, you know, sometimes when you're like 10, 11, 12, you know, you've never really experienced being with another person, even holding hands or kissing or touching. And you're in a weird place away from home for a week or something, and there she is, or there he is, if you're a girl. And just that magic fills the air. Can any of you think back to that moment in time, the innocence, the excitement, the confusion, if you will? You weren't really aware of what was happening to you, the feelings going on inside. But it was powerful. It was strong, wasn't it? You just immediately thought you were in love, and maybe you were. Maybe all if love is just a bunch of chemicals in your body, that was probably all of them coming together and making a soup inside you. Think, think about the magic and the passion of that moment, of those moments, of those weeks, of those days, of those months. And see if you can recapture that energy, that spirit, that ambiance. That passion.
See if you can find that this summer. See if you can find that with a new boyfriend or girlfriend you're with. See if you can find that even for a night with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend that you've been with for years, maybe decades. Just try and turn back the clock of time in your head and remember, remember those moments and see, just see if you can relive them, apply them to who you're with today. And if you can't, go out and go to a beach party or go to a barbecue and look up. Look up across the fire. Look across the patio. Look down by the shore, sitting by the waves. The moon glistening in her hair. Look, look and see if someone's looking back at you as the summer crickets chirp and the warm moon rises in the summer sky. Hey, Harlan, this is Brian, Phoenix, Arizona. Say, I have been listening to your podcast for the last couple of months, uh, really enjoying them. Uh, I'm working my way up uh, through all of them since I found out about it. I'm up to podcast 230. This is clear back from February 14th. Uh, you're talking about poetry. Does anybody still write poetry? Um, well, I, like you, uh, am somewhat of a poet. Uh, I was in an online poetry group called Dark Poet Society. Um, and that happens to be where I met my current girlfriend. I moved from Lincoln, Nebraska, all the way down to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, just to be with this woman, just because we liked the way each other wrote, the things we talked about, um, some of the things that I do are all morbid and, and full of death. Other things are, are full of life and love. Um, just quite the wide spectrum of, of, uh, of whatever you can write poetry or, or do any kind of creative writing about. Uh, so, yes, we do. Uh, there, there are those of us that still write poetry out here, and some of us are guys. So uh, keep that soft sight coming and... And uh, again, appreciate uh, all the laughs you give me. And uh, you have a good day, sir. Right on, Brian. Great, uh, great phone message from Brian in Arizona. It's, not, it's nice to uh, hear him uh, share his thoughts that he still writes poems. And uh, I, I love it. Speaking of romance, uh, the fact that he met his, his lady through the process of writing poetry, I mean, that is a romantic way to meet. Forget about uh, online dating and uh, meeting at a club. Um, shooting poetry back and forth. I mean, that is definitely a way that two people, two strangers, can really expose their souls, expose their their feelings, their outlooks on life, whether it be dark or flowery or however you express it, that's one of the uh, beauties of poetry is it it just really peels back uh, all the walls and lets, uh, lets someone really uh, get to know what's going on inside you. So good for you, Brian. Awesome. I'm glad you, uh, you met, uh, met the girl of your dreams possibly through 
your poetry, through your creativity. Uh, nice stuff, man. Uh, keep on writing. And, yeah, I, I like uh, those letters. Um, in fact, I'll play a few more. I was debating whether to do any more poetry on the podcast, dropping in any more poems or not. And, uh, you know, because I didn't know if you guys would like it, if, if the audience would like it. So uh, listen to a few more uh, words of encouragement I got from some of the highway listeners. Hey, Harlan, love the show, man. Uh, just wanted to call in response to your question about playing the poems. And uh, I like them, man. They're, they're actually uh, the most recent one there where you were kind of talking about the troops. That sounded good. And it's nice, uh, like as a fan, to hear another side of you kind of makes you come across as more real, more three-dimensional. And uh, as a fan of you in general, that's just very cool. And I liked it. So keep it up. All right, man. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Harland. Um, I just wanted to say your poem, Far Away, just is really amazing. And it made me think of my dad, who actually passed away last Sunday, and his funeral is tomorrow, Saturday, the 19th. Um, So, um, and he wasn't a military man by any means, but it just, it really touched me. It was was, um, a really amazing poem. I think you should keep carrying your poems and keep up the good work. Bye. Okay, so there you go. Uh, Sounds like, uh, you know, people like it. So, uh, you know, now and then I'm going to drop in a poem. And, uh, you know, it's really nice when you hear that last call where you you can obviously uh, tell that it moved that person uh, somehow. You know, they obviously are just uh, went through a loss with their father passing away, and the poem resonated with them. Uh, it created a connection. It brought out some emotion, and, and that is the power of poetry. That is the power of, of the raw words that, uh, you know, kind of peel back all the BS and just expose uh, feeling. And so going back to that earlier uh, phone call, that's what gets me jazzed up about uh, Brian meeting that girl uh, through the poem. So there you go. I will will take your words of encouragement. Every now and then I'll pop one in. And, uh, you know, the day you guys get sick of it, you let me know. Uh, But I'll throw one down every now and then. Uh, but let's not get too heavy here. I mean, we like the comedy here, too. I mean, if we can make people cry, we can make people laugh. So let's get it on, player. Here's definitely a guy that can make you laugh or cry. Uh, well, let's continue with my my in-depth interview with Andy Dick, comedian, actor, uh you name it, this guy can do it. Funny guy. Uh, I've had some long conversations with Andy. If you tuned into the last podcast, you caught the first one. Let's go into the second one. Here it is. Some more throwdown to make you laugh or cry or somewhere in between. 
Andy Dick on the Harlan Highway. We're here with Andy Dick, Hi, and folks. we got a lot to talk about tonight. Let's get right to my first question here, because some of these questions are planned out. Some of them are just going right off the cuff. Okay. This is my first planned question. Are I have you... a question for you later, but go Okay, ahead, go later, ahead. later, later. This one's for you. Do you have x-ray eyes? Do you have, and if you, do you? I have triple X, right? God, what's the strangest thing you think you've ever seen in your life uh, through your well, eyes? But you, you know what I mean by triple X, right? Yeah. I'm talking about porn. Yeah. I can, I'm looking, I, I'm imagining things about you right now as I'm really triple X rated. <laughs> wow. You would um, this is a good one. I'm um, good. We were talking about uh, like nature and stuff like that. I love it too. You know that, right? Yeah, but see, people don't know that about Andy uh, Andy Rondek that you you like nature. I love it. Why? What is it? What well, What is your attraction I, to nature? I was raised by nature. Uh, you know, Wait a if there were wolves in my neighborhood, I would have been raised by them. But what, everywhere I moved, and I moved a lot. I was just telling a friend. Recently, I moved nine times. People try to pinpoint you and say, "Hey, where are you from?" And they think that that's going to tell you a lot about them, yeah. you know, or, or about you know, themselves. But no, nine times before I was twelve. So that's like almost every year I moved, I picked up and moved. Like today, um, the Steelers won, and and yeah. I said I was I was going. I wanted them to win because I I used to live outside Pittsburgh. I lived in Monroeville. For Is that like near two, Cranberry? Two. <laughs> There's a town named Cranberry. (laughs) But wait a minute. If you were. But here's my point. Here's my point. Every time I moved, I would be alone. I had a brother, and my brother and I would, you know, we we would get sick of each other, but we would play a lot and wrestle a lot. But but many, many times, and this is back in the day we're talking about. I grew up in the in the 70s because I'm I'm 45. I mean, I think we're the same age. Well, I'm only 28, buddy. (laughs) What planet are you from? Well, anyhow, there wow. was always we always moved to the new suburban, uh, up and coming. Um, what is it called? Like uh, developments. Yeah, and they were always on the edge of nature. Sure. Always. So, so there were wolves. <laughs> were there wolves? No, that's what oh. I was like. If there were, I would have been raised by them. But I was raised by the wind and the trees. <laughs> And the babbling brooks and the frogs and the pollywogs. That's why my company name is Pollywog. Pollywogs you know, are great. My email, Pollywog. And anybody can have it. You can put Pollywog at AndyDick.com. Or another name is Tadpole. Tadpole is another name for Pollywog. But the word Pollywog. I spent my whole life catching frogs, catching snakes. I right now have a snake. What kind? A rattlesnake. I'm not kidding. Wait a minute. Before we get into the rattlesnake, okay. th- this is an interesting fact about pollywogs or tadpoles. Yeah. I think you'll like this. If, if you're making love to your partner okay. and in the middle of lovemaking you throw a handful of tadpoles on the sheets, your partner will think you have giant sperm. Did you know that? <laughs> Just giant. <laughs> giant black sperm. Giant black <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Where the hell did you get a rattlesnake, kid? Well, you know, I now live in Topanga. And yeah. you know I have 80 acres. I do know, okay. yeah. But recently, this is you're going to be sad about this. Uh-oh. I got, I, I got a phone call or, or a letter, and they said, look, uh, it's split into two parcels, 30 acres and 50 acres. Yeah. They said, you haven't been paying the taxes on the 50-acre parcel, and we're going to auction it off 
in um, a month unless you come up with $52,000. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why didn't, why didn't anybody tell me about these? They had been sending the, the slip to another place I lived like 15 years ago. And, but so half Aww. of it, I, I was paying half of it, but not the other half. And I lost 50 acres. No, you did. I couldn't raise $50,000. What, what about that crazy aunt, the mystery aunt? She's dead, and I already spent the 10 grand. Oh, God. That was 20 years ago. Maybe you, maybe you should have an, had another aunt knocked off and some, some money Maybe I should have called up. up my friend Harlan Williams. Hey, oh. <laughs> With a capital O. You know, I really wasn't thinking. I really, I should have called you up. That's horrible. It's gone. And I, I went down to the building. It's gone. 50 acres. 50 acres that of I prime owned, wilderness. I owned it outright. And it, it was like walking in, in, on into Sedona, Arizona. Gigantic red rocks. There was a waterfall. There was and, a 20-foot waterfall. Obviously, if it's been years, has it been decades since you paid those taxes? It was five or ten years. I think like eight years and that I had no idea that I was So the taxes paid. weren't that much on 50. If it only amounted to 50 grand, that means it was like, you know, less than 10 grand a year. Yeah, it wasn't much. It you wasn't could much. have covered that. I, oh, I my easily, God, my heart's broken. Oh, you don't even know. Because I bought that land not just for me, but I bought that. For the children. Yeah, per, specifically Jacob. I have three kids, and oh. that piece of land was for Jacob. Luckily, I still have 30. You never know. It could It could turn out good because... The 50 acres that I lost is in the front. Whoever bought it, maybe they'll develop it and maybe, which in a good way, hopefully, something oh. good will come. And then my land in the back will be even more valuable, hopefully. So you, you lost 50 acres, and as, as an act of defiance, before you handed over the land, you ran on there and no. grabbed a rattlesnake. No, no, no. Okay. I'll show no, no, no. you. <laughs> No, 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 no. I hike. No, okay, I forgot. That's what we were talking about. I hike near my house, which is really my ex's house. I live in a shed behind her house that I built. I built it out, kind of. I decked it out kind of like this. This used to be a garage, I'm guessing. You built a shed. Well, there was a shed. Yeah, it's a shed. Behind your ex-wife's house. And then, I, and then I decked it out, so it's really pretty. I mean, I live in a shed, though. It's, it's really a shed. It, it was a... It was just a show. Well, anyways, so there's a there's a hiking trail nearby, a five mile hiking trail that I I frequent almost yeah. every day. I hike on it with yeah. my two dogs. I have two dogs, and so me and my dogs go. And there are rattlesnakes galore. And every time I find one, what happens is when other people find them, they just kill them. Yeah. They How just, do they kill them? They probably take a rock and just cr- crush its head. You know what I'd do? I'd slowly put uh, po- drops of poison in their Gatorade and do it slowly. <laughs> Well, that because you don't want to get you don't want to get tr- traced back to you. <laughs> well, whatever. If you want to use so, a rock, fine, no, Mister no, Caveman. I wow. don't. That, that's my point. I do not okay. kill them. I catch them. They could kill you, though. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been bit by a rattlesnake? No, no. no. But just today, I pe- I was petting my rattlesnake. I, I pet him. That's nuts. I know. You're, it is. You are walking on the edge of death. Yeah. I is know. it a diamondback? <laughs> Um, I I don't think it's called a no. That those are in the east. I think. Does it actually have a rattle? Yes. We're not talking about this, a garter snake yeah. here, are we? I, no. Does it rattle at you? Yes. The, I have had many of them. What I do is I catch them, I keep them, I observe them. It's like nature. It's right there. It's like it's like having a viper. 
but I'm controlling the viper. You know, like kind of like alcohol sometimes controls me. Like it's a viper. Now yeah. I'm I'm controlling this. I really sometimes think of it as as alcohol. Now I got you. you yeah, you. You know what I mean? Until then, it bites you again. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then what I do, and then this is going back to my property, oh. I take it, I relocate the rattlesnake because there's a lot of horses on the trail that I, mm. that I hike on mm-hmm. and, and dogs like my dogs. Yeah. So I take these rattlesnakes and then I relocate them out to my property where nobody lives. There's oh. nothing on my property. Have you ever watched a rattlesnake down a horse, like just <laughs> eat it in one sitting? It's like a... It's like Thanksgiving for a rattlesnake. But But I have watched it eat eat mice because I feed the mice and crickets. What is your method? Here's Andy Dick walking down the trail. Mm -hmm. A rattlesnake comes out. Mm -hmm. How do you catch it? It's not like you're wearing your little Walmart rattlesnake gloves. (laughs) How do you? I have a snake catcher that basically looks like one of those. Those mad grabbers. Oh, you so you have one of those. But you have to get it online. You have to, and I and I got two. I got one that's like three feet, and one that's like six feet. Cool, for the big ones. But I don't always bring it. And in this instance, I did not have it, and I did not have my. Sometimes I'll bring a um, pillowcase, and sometimes I'll bring this plastic container that screws has a lid that screws on. But mm. this time I had nothing. I was with my son, my sixteen-year-old. So you used we your found, son, and we. <laughs> God, I did actually. We we found two that day. Two of them. One of them died. What? Under my care. The rattlesnake. The rattlesnake died. Wh- how? Well, I keep them in this predator. giant. I keep them in this giant metal horse trough, like where, where horses <laughs> eat food or drink sure, water. Sure, I know or what they look like. And, you know, yeah. it's really big and tall, so I don't need to have a lid on it because I can't get out. Yeah, and but they the, also in the t- bake in the sun. Well, it's no, aluminum. It is aluminum, but they love that. But in those what? horrible rains a few weeks ago, horrible rains. It drowned. I came, and the thing was filled up halfway with water. And the one rattlesnake that's alive that sounded was, really floating, wrong. was floating on a piece of wood. I came, and <laughs> the thing filled halfway up. So it was he, he was floating on, on a piece of wood uh, like, on a, like on a life Preserve. Like a he, life would, yeah, yeah. He was like, and he was, he looked so sad. He was like, "Please get me off of this floating island." The other one was just drowned. Oh, that was God. I was very sad because here I am yeah. trying to rescue animals, and, and then one, <laughs> wow, the exact opposite. You of are the new Temple Grand. <laughs> um. So, but anyhow, I was with my son Lucas. I mean, no, I mean Jacob, my sixteen-year-old, and I said, "How are we gonna?" It was a little one. It's a little baby one. It must be. Oh, nine inches. <laughs> oh, good Lord, child. I, I thought you were going to make No, it. I'm not going there. I'm keep, this is about snakes. And by the way, those little grapple things that you yeah. catch them with, mm. with the little hook. They work. They are great. I have uh, a silver one that I got custom made, and what I do is I go under the bridge on the 405 and pick up empty water bottles, and I save them, and I take them in and make a few bucks. They're great for just reaching out your car window. But continue. So This isn't I, I, my story. It's I yours. Had, I had Jacob take off his, his, his shoe and give me his sock. And then I, I took two sticks and made an X so that the sock would stay open at nice. the top. And then we, we took another couple sticks and we kind of pinched the, the snake. And, and it took – Probably half an hour, but we finally shoved him into the sock, tied it off, and then carried 
the sock home. The next one we found on the same path, the same yeah. day, I said, you know what? It was also a little one. I said, this time, just give me your shoe. And I just shoved him in the shoe and took the other sock and plugged it up, plugged the shoe up, which was a much easier to get him into the shoe. It took a lot less time. So now we're walking home with two rattlesnakes, one in a sock, one in a shoe, and, he, and my son is wearing his barefoot on one foot. In snake country. <laughs> Poor son. Uh, that's amazing. But you, you got, as you know, these things have lightning fast reflexes. I mean, a I shoe is not, right. I mean, you got to be careful. And man. the baby you, ones are supposedly more dangerous because the, they don't know how to control their venom. <laughs> oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Andy Dick on the nature trail using his son as snake bait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, more, more provocative, uh, interview coming up with Andy as we, as we keep going along with the interviews, they kind of start ramping up and we get into, uh, more, more of Andy's personal life, his hijinks, his, his glory, his shame, all the rest of it. Uh, interesting conversations. I hope you like them. Uh, we're going to keep them going, uh, over, uh, this week and next week. And uh, what else? Yes, uh, speaking of next week, don't forget uh, this weekend, actually, what am I saying next week? This week, you can catch me in uh, New Jersey, New Brunswick, New Jersey, at the uh, Stress Factory, a great comedy club there. It's uh, Thursday, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. I will be there doing some sweet stand-up. Come on down to the show. If you live in the New York area, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, wherever, anywhere. If you live anywhere east of Colorado, come see me. Um, You can go to harlowwilliams.com, click on my stand-up schedule, and you will get all the info you need to get tickets and showtimes. Don't forget to check out the uh, harlandwilliams.com web store for all your comedy needs. And uh, that's it, man. Uh, Quite the show today. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends about the highway. Get them involved. And uh, just a great time having you here. Thanks for sharing uh, your letters, your phone calls. 888-500-2090 if you want to leave a message. And until that time, my friends, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.